With me today to unpack the events of uh, 2018 in a little more detail and more importantly actually provide us with an outlook for global emerging markets going forward is Portfolio Manager Sahel Suleiman. Welcome Sully and thanks for joining me today. Thank you Kirshni, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, after a spectacular 2017 for emerging markets, we saw that 2018 happened to be a very bruising year. For the years as a whole, the index itself lost close to 15% in US dollar terms, and a huge part of that decline happening in the fourth quarter of the year. What would you say are the drivers behind that 2018 performance in emerging markets, and in particular that quarter four? Kirshni, it's, it's quite strange because emerging markets along with global markets, did pretty well in the early part of the year. And I suppose the short answer is things became quite frothy. Valuation levels reached very high levels in absolute terms. And then we saw negative developments throughout the rest of the year, which just seemed to compound upon each other and led to the decline. And that's why a lot of the decline was concentrated in the fourth quarter. Some of the issues that significantly affected the stock market, or the emerging markets in particular, were the trade war developments between China and the US, and China is a big part of the index. In other markets, we saw oil prices affecting countries like Russia. In Brazil, we had the turmoil surrounding the presidential election. And then, of course, from August onwards, we started seeing a lot of regulatory developments in China, which affected specific sectors within emerging markets. And those specific sectors had been one of the big winners over the last couple of years that drove the emerging markets returns. I think the other thing that's worth noting, I mentioned China, but in broader terms, the tech sector as a whole has driven a lot of the return over the last couple of years. And and the big four stocks is, that are in the EM index, Samsung Electronics, Taiwan Semiconductor Company, Alibaba and Tencent have accounted for, depending on what period you look at, all of the return for the GEM index over the last sort of five years. Obviously, a turn to the negative for all of these stocks here significantly affected market returns last year. And I think the other important part is clearly EM currencies outside of the Asian currencies were under pressure significantly and thereby impacting. So regardless of how well the stocks may have done in individual market, the translation to dollars as a result of the currency sell-offs have actually weighed on returns that investors ultimately received as well. Yes, I think you know over meaningful periods of time, the Asian currencies have held up much better than other EM currencies. And and there's a variety of reasons for this. And I think the biggest driver is that as big exporting nations, they run big trade surpluses and big current account surpluses. And this also is what sort of fed into the the difficulties regarding trade with the US. There's a feeling that they've benefited significantly and not allowed their currencies to appreciate and then therefore remained more competitive than they might otherwise have been the case. And then that certainly has hurt those funds that were more exposed to some of the other currencies that you mentioned, Brazil, Russia, South Africa, and India to a lesser extent, where the currencies have depreciated in some cases by substantial amounts over the last couple of years. Now, let's bring it back to our portfolio. So while we saw that 2018 was a tough year for emerging markets, the asset class as a whole, our portfolios also had some key challenges. And I think, you know, if we were to unpack the reason 
reasoning behind that, it really will fall into five stocks with different challenges. Can you summarize very quickly what happened with those, how we've assessed the investment case and whether they still hold any positions in the portfolio? Sure. Uh, I think the biggest detractor last year was Croton. It's a Brazilian education stock predominantly operating in tertiary private education. The sector has come under pressure in the last couple of years as the government has cut support for students who are getting cheap student loans. And over the course of the last few years, it's had a bigger and bigger impact as these people who were getting cheap student loans graduate and leave the base. And now you have to replace them with people who are unable to pay as much, who drop out at a higher rate because they have to work during the day. So there's definitely been a challenge on both revenue and by virtue of Proton being very well managed and having higher profitability than most of its peers, there's been less cost cutting that they've been able to do to offset the revenue impact, which is why earnings declined. And I think the market in 2017, when things were looking good, had pushed it a bit high. It was on 14 times earnings in late 2017, which in absolute terms wasn't a lot. But as I mentioned, when emerging markets were looking quite frothy at the beginning of 2018, and a lot of things were, a lot of other stocks elsewhere were growing very strongly, Croton from a relative basis looked very less attractive. And that's why it sold off so much. We, we think it's so has very good long-term opportunities. I mean, at 10 to 11 times earnings and with a lot of the currency risk, I think having been removed, given that the currency sold off a lot last year, it will perform well for us in the future. British American Tobacco, BTI, was uh, another big detractor last year. I think the, the investment case there has become marginally more negative over the course of last year. A small additional incrementally negative news has driven the price down significantly. So we started buying it before last year. But during the course of last year, we had things like a proposed menthol ban by the FDA, which was more towards the end of the year. And then you had the FDA really coming down hard on some of the alternative products like Juul. British American Tobacco is very attractive and it trades on sort of seven to eight times earnings with a 6% dividend yield. It's by far the cheapest of the consumer staple type of businesses. And we think a lot of very negative news is priced into it. And we think it'll, it'll be a, a good performer for us long term. Next up was Magnet. Magnet's a, a food retailer in Russia mostly focused on rural and semi-rural regions. It was founded by a very uh, successful CEO who resigned last year and that had a big impact on the share price. We were owners of the stock and it declined significantly, which is why it had a, such a negative impact on the portfolio. We have reduced our fair value to reflect some of the challenges the business is facing, and uh, but we're confident that the new management team who have been very successful in their previous lives at the other big retailer in Russia, X5, which is also fund holding, that they'll be able to turn the business around and restore it on a path to long-term profitability. And it trades at a substantial discount to any of its comparable peers within the, uh, the EM universe. And most importantly, I suppose, trades that are significant upside to our own assessment of fair value. Maybe just quickly to talk about Tata Motors, because that's one where we did change our minds on on the holding. It underperformed during 2018, but we have sold out of the fund. Maybe you want to walk us through why the, the change in view. Sure. I think uh, Tata Motors, for the benefit of our listeners, is almost completely driven by the value of its stake in Jaguar Land Rover, which they purchased from Ford uh, during the GFC. The, the local domestic Indian car business is almost irrelevant within the context of the overall value of the group. And Jaguar Land Rover shot the lights out for several years, did very well, 
margins went quite high. And I think a combination of internal and external factors sent margins down significantly. So they were earning north of 10% margins a couple of years ago. Today, they're earning 3% margins. So that's a 75% decline almost in, in profitability. And then over and above that, there's been issues with actual sales and volumes because they had some very good years and the vehicle market in general has become a lot tougher. They're also disproportionately affected by the clampdown on diesel in places like Europe by virtue of selling mostly SUVs and bigger vehicles, which are more diesel oriented than, than the average vehicle. This has affected them disproportionately. And, and then finally, I think Brexit has also altered the investment case significantly, given that there's a large dependence on production in in the UK, but a, a substantial proportion of sales take place within the EU. And you know it's not easy for them to just shift and migrate the production volumes over to Europe. When you see such an uptick in volatility sitting at above average levels, were you quite active in the portfolio? Did it result in lots of new ideas, lots of new purchases coming into the fund? Yes, there were definitely a couple of stocks that we took advantage of the significant share price declines, obviously after reassessing whether they they offered uh, substantial upside before purchasing that we bought into the fund. And, and a lot of that was weighted towards the third and fourth quarter of the year. I think earlier on in the year when things were running up, we were not buying much, but it, it definitely accelerated in the second half of the year. And, and you know, some examples would include the likes of New Oriental Education, which is comfortably a top 10 position in the fund, one that had gone over $100 previously. We'd sold out of it a couple of years ago. And then due to regulatory changes in China and due to a very fast rollout in excess of, I think, what they could absorb, the market turned negative on them and the share price declined significantly. And once it had declined sufficiently that it offered us upside to fair value, we repurchased into the fund. And I suppose, you know, we've had a, a tough 2018 for both the S-Class as well as our portfolio due to a number of stock specifics. What are you seeing in the portfolio as the sort of latent return opportunity? What is the, the upside that we actually seen and, and, and what excites you about the portfolio's positioning and opportunity set today? Well, as you know, we construct portfolios that will generate alpha in most economic and market conditions over long periods of time. So whenever you look at any one of our portfolios, you won't see one overarching theme. We will only make alpha We'll only generate alpha for our clients if a certain condition were to come to pass. But I think one of the best indicators of potential upside is the fair value upside weighted for the portfolio as a whole. And we've tracked this metric for almost 10 years now. And, and historically, there's been a, a reasonable correlation over many cool periods of time between times when the portfolio is looking very cheap and then generating strong absolute and relative performance. And we are in one of those type of situations today where the upside to fair value for the portfolio is around 80%. Historically, the long-term average has been around 50%. And, and bear in mind that we typically don't buy stocks until they offer up at least 30% upside to fair value. If I had to limit you to just three things, that worry you, they keep you up at night at the moment. What would you summarize them to be? I mentioned some of the factors that affected the market quite negatively last year, and I think those will continue to be key drivers of what happens in 2019 and onward. Obviously, developments in China on the regulatory front will have a significant impact on the tech industry. And tech is a big part of the market. And also uh, gaming stocks like Tencent have been very negatively affected by the slowdown in government approval of games there. And uh, furthermore, one of our new buyers, New Oriental Education, has also been the subject of some regulatory changes uh, affecting the tutoring business in which the company operates. So I think 
Overall, Chinese regulatory issues will definitely be keeping us up at night and will determine performance for a couple of stocks in the portfolio, as well as for the market as a whole, given that how weighted it is towards China. Secondly, one big event uh, taking place this year is the Indian election, the, the national election. The last one was in 2014. The current government was brought to power in those elections, and it has a very big impact on the economy as a whole. I mean, India, the government budget tends to get splurged a lot in election years, and there is a potential that this government will be returned to power with a substantially reduced majority. Now, we are long-term and not macro-oriented investors, but in India in particular, we do have large exposure in the housing, finance, and banking sector as a whole. And these tend to be driven a little bit more by macro conditions than the other companies that we typically invest in. So I think Indian elections will have uh, will be something we're watching very closely. And then finally, EM currencies. Uh, over the last couple of years, these have had a big impact on fund returns, on returns of stocks that have done well in local currency, but then have returned very poorly in US dollars. Uh, so we'll obviously be looking very carefully at what happens, particularly with uh, with the vulnerable currencies like the South African Rand, Brazilian Real, and Russian Ruble. Thanks very much, Sahel. So just to summarize, despite the fact that we, we're cognizant of the risks that affect not only just the global environment, but also particular emerging markets, we're seeing terrific return opportunity and potential within the portfolio at the moment, that 80% return opportunity sitting materially above our long-term average. And so we're pretty excited about what we consider to be the latent opportunity in the portfolio now. 